0: Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the one who feeds and the one who nourishes us through his word and sacraments, the one who strengthens and preserves us for eternity, reminding us that we are loved, forgiven, and restored to oneness. All through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our text then for this 19th Sunday after Pentecost It comes to us from the Old Testament book of Genesis and is read as follows. It is not good for man to be alone. This serves as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the story is told of a man who received a call from an unemployment agency in Florida. They said, sir, we think we have found a job for you, but there's one question, one question that we must ask. Can you pick lemons? The man quickly snapped to his feet and said, boy, can I? After all, I've been married five times. A wife complains to her husband, just look at these old clothes that I have to wear. If anyone came to visit, they think that I was the cook. The husband replied, I wouldn't worry, because if they stayed for dinner, they'd change their minds. The story is told of two men who went out and had a drink. The first man said to the second one, aren't you having an anniversary soon? Sipping his beer. The second man replied, yep, a big one. It's been 20 years of marriage. Wow, said the first man. What are you going to get your wife for your anniversary? Something special replied the second man. We're going on a trip, a trip to Australia. Wow, Australia? That's some awesome gifts. The first man said, that's going to be hard to beat. So what are you going to do for your 25th anniversary? Well, the second man replied, by then I should have enough money to bring her back. We laugh, and we joke about marriage. But in retrospect, it's no joking matter. God gives to us so much. He gives us the gift of earthly marriage. It is ordained by God himself. Marriage, according to the word of God, is joining together one man and one woman. It's a lifelong commitment. But nonetheless, looking at our appointed text for this 19th Sunday after Pentecost, we see the importance of God's words. He tells us that it is not good for man to be alone. Very imperative words, wouldn't you say? These words, it is not good for man to be alone, especially as a Christian, confirms to us the love and the mercy and the grace of the triune gods, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These very words, it is not good for man to be alone, foreshadows not only the upcoming beloved earthly gift of a wife to a man, but also the forthcoming gift of a Savior to the world. You see, God saw all that He had made, and it was very good. He made the planet and the stars and the trees and the plants and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and all the beasts of the field and, yes, even man. Everything that God created was good. In fact, it was holy and perfect. But as the text before us indicates, something wasn't good. It wasn't good for man to be alone. So God, in his great love for mankind, he finds a suitable earthly helper. And from Scripture we see that God had caused man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took a rib from the man's side, and he closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. For she was taken out of man. For this very reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. You see, God makes marriage a lifelong earthly union. That's what the text means. But in greater detail, the text means even more. You see, through marriage, God has blessed man and woman. He reconciled them together as one to form a perfect life, a long union. He took away from the man the feeling of separation and aloneness. He created a new relationship for all of mankind. This was God's plan from the very beginning. That man should not be alone that man and woman shall live together in marriage in harmony as husband and wife forever. God broke down the barriers of aloneness and the feeling of separation for man. But in the Garden of Eden, sin had entered into the world and it had brought aloneness and disunity between man and God and division between husband and And wife. In those simple words, it is not good for a man to be alone. They are, in a sense, the very fundamentals of the Christian faith, the gospel, if you will, all in a nutshell. If you and I were to look closely at our text, we can see God's ultimate plan of salvation for each. And for every one of us. The gift of earthly marriage. A suitable helper. And a lifelong union is only temporal. But if we look closely at our text, we see God's eternal plan of salvation for you. For me. For all of us. God also gives to us the gift of eternal marriage. You see, marriage is just not a life. It's not a lifelong gift from God, but it is also an eternal gift. This marriage that I happen to be speaking about is between a man and a woman, but it's also between the Lamb of God and His bride, which is the church. This kind of marriage is indeed a gift from God. The eternal marriage is ordained and predestined by God himself. Eternal marriage, according to the word of God, is the joining together of God and his people. It is an everlasting promise from God himself, which, unlike earthly marriage, cannot be broken. God finds a suitable eternal helper all of mankind and that helper is none other than Christ himself just like in the beginning when Adam was alone and separated from everything God out of his mercy and love has given him a suitable helper now that sin has entered into the world through Adam and Eve God through his love sent his one and only son a suitable helper For all of us, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The good news for us today is this. Man is not alone. You are not alone. God indeed sent us a suitable helper. He sent himself, Jesus Christ, who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Therefore, God makes it a permanent, eternal union. You see, here's the thing. By Jesus' death on the cross, and by his glorious resurrection from the grave, and by his wonderful ascension, Christ tasted death so that you and I would be made in oneness and in unity. By His undeserved grace and everlasting love, Christ took away all of our aloneness, all of our division, all of our separation. He replaced it with His love and with His grace and with His mercy and most of all, His presence along with forgiveness. My dear friends in Christ, earthly marriages might not last for a lifetime But through our Savior Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, marriage is made for eternity. In other words, it's you and your Savior. Your relationship with Jesus is so darn important. Your salvation depends on it. Through Christ, through the waters of holy baptism, God has made us His children. He makes us one with his righteousness and he sanctifies us through bread and wine, his body and blood. For he takes away every sin and he wipes away every tear from our eyes. You see, Christ is our perfect helper. He is the one who was and is and will always be. So I say go. Take your marriage to God seriously, and live a happy life with Christ and with His church. Be partakers of all the blessings that He gives to us through word and through sacraments. Give thanks daily for all that Christ to us. And remember, it's not good for man to be alone or away from God and his salvation. In other words. Be here. Be here in church. And be in his word and know that Jesus was and will always be obedient to God the Father for our salvation, even unto eternity. May your marriage last forever.